You are listening to Bitcoin, Blockchain and the Technologies of Our Future with Naomi Brockwell. Often the only barrier stopping a hacker getting into your account is your password. And all too often these tend to be weak or even compromised in data breaches. It's actually super important these days to have a second method of verification on your accounts. Whether it's a code that's texted to you, a prompt to open a certain app, or even a key that you need to plug in to authenticate your account. The idea is that unless a hacker has both your password and access to this other verification method, method, they won't be able to access your account. This is called two-factor authentication, 2FA or multi-factor authentication, and there are many kinds. One popular 2FA option that a website might support is an authenticator app. When you look in the app store for an authenticator app to use, you could in theory choose any. They all basically work the same way. You link an account to it and then the app will generate codes for you that you can use to log into that account. But it turns out that these apps are not at all equal and an overwhelming number of them are actually malware. What's worse is the malware apps are all trying to blend in to look like a legitimate security tool that you might want to install. They're all blue, they share the same icon somehow, the same name. Tommy and Talal form a security and privacy research duo called MISC. We just decided to investigate a few of the apps. And in their investigation, they uncovered all kinds of malicious activity that some of these apps are doing. And the scary thing is that for most people, it's almost impossible to tell the bad apps from the good ones. In this video, we're going to show you how some of these apps steal your information and explore the dark patterns that they use to trick you into doing certain things. We'll also show you how to stay safe when downloading 2FA apps to protect your data and your accounts. So let's start with the most egregious activities from this malware. They share the seed, they share the token itself. To understand what this means, let's explain how these authenticator apps work. Another name for an authenticator app is a TOTP app, which stands for time-based one-time password. They're usually apps on your phone that generate a code, often six digits, and the code expires after a certain amount of time. One of the weaknesses that exists in all one-time password solutions is that it's based on a secret. Derek Hansen is the VP of Standards and Alliances at Ubico, and he explained to us that a secret is a long string of digits that's used to generate each one-time code. It's also sometimes referred to as your seed. Your app takes that secret secret seed, combines it with the current time, and transforms it via a complicated hashing function into a new code that the app spits out every 30 seconds or so. This secret is the key to generating all the codes needed to authenticate your accounts. It's something that you should never reveal to anyone. You store a copy of this secret on your device, but also... There is a copy of that secret on the server side. So the server is able to validate, did you type in the right thing based upon the secret that I have? Both the website and your device use the same secret to compute this code. And then they compare values. And if they match, the website says that you have permission to access the account. And that's called symmetrical because both parties have the exact same secret information. Having another copy of your secret out there is a weakness though because ultimately if you can get to that secret you can impersonate the person that's supposed to have that secret. That is the risk of these systems. Another weakness is that you have to send the six digit code that your app generates across the internet in order for the website to check it and this can be intercepted via a man in the middle or phishing attack. You can 
unintentionally authenticate an attacker to your account. But there's a third risk that we may not have considered. What if the TOTP app itself is stealing your secret seed? To be clear, the TOTP app servers aren't meant to have access to your seed. Only you and the website itself are. But it turns out that some of these scam apps were indeed sending these seeds to their server. What you found with some of these apps is they're actually man in the middling these seeds so that they can get a copy and generate the codes on their devices. Once you have the content of the QR code, you will get the code just like the user. By intercepting the app's traffic to read it, the MISC team was able to show us how the app was stealing these secret seeds. So now I have here Proxyman, and I'm just going to turn the man in the middle attack scenario on. So it will replace the SSL certificate for all domains that are called from this phone. I can see the traffic here. It's SSL traffic. I can see the domain name that is being called and there are all ads from Google. So they have the system set up to intercept traffic. Now they have to use the scam app to trigger an event. The way you use TOTP apps and link them to your account is you either manually type in a secret seed provided by the website or you scan a QR code that has that secret seed embedded. We will generate the QR code for this one. We scan it with an app, we sniff the network traffic, and I'll show you that it was sent to the developer. The MISC team generated a fake QR code that contained dummy information and scanned it into the Scamware app. This code is now saved. You can see it here. Now we go to see the traffic. That's exactly what's contained in the QR code. They're sharing the actual OTP QR code. The vendor of this app, whoever made this app, can see that exact string on their end. So they can basically just regenerate that QR code, scan it, and steal your second factor. What's interesting is how the scammer delivered this secret seed back to the developers. It's a post request going to this URL at measurement.com, which is Google Analytics endpoint yeah. service. They're actually collecting this information via Google Analytics. Once the app scanned the QR code, it sent an analytics event, which in this case, they happen to be using Google Analytics, and they sent this as part of their regular events back to Google Analytics. They have access to this data on their end. Google Analytics is intended to be used for a very different purpose. Typically, what reputable app vendors would use this for is to know how users are using their app. And not necessarily share any data within the app itself. In this case, what this vendor is doing, they're actually sharing the actual data in the app. Google Analytics can indeed be hijacked for some pretty nefarious uses. Now, not every app that seemed suspect was able to have its traffic analyzed because most of them were behind paywalls and couldn't be tested. It's now prompting me to subscribe and it is $40 a year. But these paywalls themselves were actually another big red flag. Obviously, purchasing an app in itself isn't a bad thing, but it's worth noting that all the best-known authenticator apps are free. And with these copycat apps all charging around $40, it's a huge difference. And there are some serious dark patterns around trying to get people to click the purchase button. Let's see some more dark patterns. Dark patterns refer to design strategies and techniques used by websites and apps to manipulate or deceive users into taking actions that they might not have intended or wanted to take. Sometimes it's via confusing layouts, hidden options, deliberate delays, or other things. These copycat 2FA apps employ a mix of these techniques. For example, making the dismiss button in the corner harder to see, so a user will automatically click on the continue button instead. The only way where you want to now actually 
tap is the continue button because this is what is sticking out on the screen. The average user, they will yeah. look at this and see that's their only option, really. So what happens if you do see and click the dismiss button? So I just tap on it and now I wait and here we go. And now... it's still prompting you to buy it. So that's the mm. system prompt from iOS. This is actually against Apple's guidelines. Even though the user has chosen to not subscribe, the app still is prompting the user using the system dialogue. And once that system dialogue pops up, it's very easy for someone to mistakenly make a payment. You're one push away. And also if you have the touch ID, it's even simpler. Maybe you would touch it by mistake. If you have base ID attached to confirm purchases, then you're even much closer to making a purchase by mistake and then you end up paying $40 mm -hmm. a year. The other copycat apps were all very similar. First thing uh, you see, just like, please buy me. If I want to scan a code, immediately it will prompt me to pay. And some apps even hide the option to dismiss the purchase. Some of the apps, they apply other techniques. There is no button to dismiss this if you don't want to subscribe. And the, the button would just appear after five seconds or so. Then there's the common scammy aspect where the app is just filled with ads. Every time we tried to analyze traffic, we kept accidentally clicking on these ads. Of course, it's going to show me more ads now. It's peppered with ads like hell. A lot of these apps are actually just clones of each other with slightly different front ends. What we found was there were a lot of copycat apps. They were just like littering the app store. Cosmetically, they look kind of very similar. Same technique, same button, same artwork. And now if I want to try to scan a code, immediately it's uh, prompting me to to purchase this splash screen or this welcome wizard is very similar in all of the apps that uh, made me feel suspicious that yeah. maybe the code behind it is actually the same the misc team decided to take a closer look we tried to download the binaries of these apps when we talk about binaries for an app we're referring to the compiled code that makes up the software application these binaries are the machine readable instructions that your device needs to run the app these four they're copying from each other so their binaries are somehow identical on top of that while some apps appear to have been created by different companies they actually link to the same contact pages as part of any app listing on the App Store, the developer has to provide a website for the app and the, and the privacy policy link as well. When I open the website of the app, it redirects me to a Google Docs form. That's their website. So now this is the support link of the second app. It also forwards me to this Google document. It's the same form. At least two apps are basically sharing the same website, which just happens to be a Google Docs form. And they happen also to, to share the privacy policy document. And they're just wow. two different apps, supposedly from two different vendors. The final thing we'll mention is the lengths that these apps go to, to try to pass themselves off as well-known legitimate apps. Let's play this game. Which is the Microsoft <laughs> one? <laughs> Uh, yeah, true. I have no idea. <laughs> they don't just copy the look of well-known apps. They use advertising to try to trick people. The very top result is often an ad. Let's say they're searching for the Microsoft Authenticator. They click on the first thing they see, and it just so happens to be a copycat app. And they end up either being scammed by paying $40 a year for uh, an authenticator app, which they can get for free. Or in the worst case scenario, it could be a copycat app 
that's actually sending out the QR codes that they're scanning to some remote server. No matter what you search for, the top hit is almost always an ad for a different app. For average people, they might not even tell an ad suggestion from another app and they would pick maybe the first thing. People might end up downloading the wrong app. One thing I recommend when downloading apps is not to search for it in the app store, but instead to find it via the app's official website. Generally, there's a link there that says download it for yeah. iOS or Android. And if you yes. click that, it'll take you to the store. It's a much safer way to do it than looking in the mm. store itself. But even then, finding someone's official website can be hard too, because ads and sponsored content in search results can also make things look more legitimate than they are. Let's say you were to Google it and there's an ad for an authenticator that takes you to another cloned website for this authenticator. You just have to double check that you've gotten the right thing. So go to the app's official website, but make sure that you're actually on their legitimate website. It will be easier to vet than vetting the authenticity of an app inside the app store. Now, if all of this is a bit overwhelming for you and you don't trust yourself to be able to distinguish scams from legitimate apps, you could ask someone that you trust to help you, or you can always opt for other 2FA options. Security keys are the most secure form of 2FA, so we highly recommend that you use these when available, and we have an entire video explaining how they work. Basically, security keys don't use a shared secret. Instead, they use something called public key cryptography. It's more secure because you don't have to send a set set of code across the internet. We are not aware of any known attacks that make these authentication events fishable. But another 2FA option that's sometimes offered on websites is SMS. Generally, we don't recommend SMS 2FA because of things like SIM swap attacks, where hackers can intercept your code. But even though everyone initially has been saying that SMS is less secure than these authenticator apps, because of the prevalence of these uh, copycat apps, people will end up being more compromised. SMS as a second factor might just be the more secure option for a lot of people because there are just fewer steps along the way where things can go wrong. So think about your own threat model. If you don't trust yourself with a security key or don't think that you can avoid scam TOTP apps, SMS might be a good option for you. If you're unsure which of the TOTP app products are legitimate, some of the most well-known ones include Google Authenticator, Authy, and Microsoft Authenticator. They're generally highly regarded as apps that will not steal your 2FA seed. But it's worth keeping in mind that they may be sharing more data about your usage than you realize. And in our next video, we'll dive into what data they're actually collecting. There are also some well-regarded open source options out there like free OTP, Aegis Authenticator, and OTP and 2FAs. But we can't stress it enough. Make sure whichever you choose, you download the right one. We'll also dive further into these open source options in our next video. In the meantime, thanks to research like the MISC team, at least there's awareness about scam 2FA apps out there. We were able to see this and like tweet about it. People took notice, Apple took notice and started removing some of these apps. But again, there's just like so many of these apps and we're only scratching the surface. Responsibility is in your hands. So take the time to make sure you're staying safe. NBTV is funded by community support. If you'd like to support our free educational content, please visit nbtv.media slash support or check out our ebook, The Beginner's Introduction to Privacy, which also supports the channel. Or even just liking, sharing, commenting on and subscribing to our content also really helps us. Thanks so much for watching through to the end.
I'm a Bitcoin Baron, I'm scared.